0: Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pod's Sleep Stories. My name is Arif, and tonight, I will be your guide as we join a young woman, Anna, on her sleepy, entertaining quest to find love in all the wrong places. We'll accompany her on moonlit walks on the beach on peaceful strolls through evergreen forests, on cozy nights at coffee shops with jazz playing in the background. All of that sounds lovely, right? Well, perhaps with the right company. And we all know how challenging that can be to find. Before we begin, however… Let us take a moment to relax and find peace and comfort in the space that we are in now. Because, well, after all, that's what you're here for, isn't it? Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the mattress beneath you. Here and now, There are no responsibilities. There is no to-do list. There is no chore that cannot wait until tomorrow. No errands that you need to run for your neighbor. No weird texts from that person you met that one time that isn't quite getting the hint. No, Here and now, you are free. Any obligations you feel you have are like the hands of a small child at a birthday party. And you, my dear listener, are a balloon sailing into a baby blue sky, heading toward freedom and away from the grating crying that's ringing out below for some unknown, surely unrelated reason. By simply closing your eyes and listening to the sound of my voice, you are already doing what you came here to do. You are giving your body and your mind rest. Soon, anything else you are seeking will come your way. With your eyes closed and your body sinking deeper and deeper into the mattress below you, I'd like you to imagine something with me. For a moment, bear with me, because I'd like you to imagine that you are a tiny little flower in a patch of soil. Perhaps you haven't pretended since you were a child, and, in case you are a child, may I suggest one for our less romantic stories instead? Regardless, I promise. Pretending you are a flower will help you grow – blossom, even – towards a night of peaceful rest and relaxation. Imagine sprouting from the soil. You stretch and press toward the sunshine, feeling the warmth of it on your skin, on your petals. As you breathe in, you feel the sun shine on you, each ray wrapping its toasty, encouraging embrace around you like a soft blanket. As you exhale, the sky above clouds over, and refreshing, invigorating rain washes over you. You feel it bounce, drip off your petals and sink into the soil beneath you, giving you nourishment and providing you with all you need. You breathe in, feeling the sun shine down on you and help your whole body expand. You feel each individual ray brush against you and kiss your skin but not in a weird way. Then, you exhale. As you exhale, feel that rain cascade over you, refreshing you and washing you anew. Just as the rain finishes revitalizing you, the sun comes out again, warming you from the cold touch of the water and inviting you to expand and grow once more. Continue breathing in and out, in and out. Please, breathing is fairly important after all. As you do, really put yourself in the place of the flower. Feel the fragrant breeze brush against you. The fragrant breeze that has danced between wildflowers, pine trees, and cedar trees. The fragrant breeze that is like a soft perfume, lulling you closer and closer to a place of serenity and total relaxation. Feel how the breeze kisses your skin or petals, reminding you that you are a part of this beautiful world, that you have a place in the order of things. Feel the soil beneath you, the soil that your roots are so beautifully woven into, the soil that provides you with all the nutrients that you need, the soil that allows you to flourish and feel the warmth of the sun and the touch of the breeze. Know that at any point in time, you can turn to this image of the soil for comfort. Much like your bed, Your soil is there reminding you that you are here, that you are allowed to rest, to take any nourishment or comfort that you need from the world, that it is there for you. Take a few more breaths in, imagining that sun warming your petals and your leaves and exhale, imagining the rain washing over you, encouraging you to just relax. Now that we have taken the time to unwind and find peace and comfort in the place we are in here and now, let us begin our story. Let us travel to the town of Loveburg. Loveburg may sound made up, but it is a very, very real town. In this story, at least. Legend and outdated, completely accurate history textbooks say that long, long ago, Loveburg was settled on the outskirts of a big, rather old-fashioned city. The old-fashioned city was named Lameburg – not to be confused with Loughburg, of course. You see, in Lameburg, people only married one another for a few reasons. Mainly, they were married so their parents could have financial gain, Their respective families would trade cows, carrots, and cardamom – three of Lemberg's biggest exports – to one another when couples were wed. Very rarely were these couples in love with one another. You see, there was very little room for romance in Lemberg. Frustrated to be married off for such exports, the youth of Lamberg started to grow wise. While young adults in other cities would go for, <clears throat> drives with one another, cruising in their cars to get away from their parents and live the life they wanted for a few short hours, The young adults of Lameburg began to establish their own little community on the outskirts of their town that they could visit to get away from the watchful eyes of their parents. Soon, couples began to run off with one another to this new little town they had established. It was a lawless place at first, but in general, it could afford to be. Everyone there was lovesick, so deliriously happy, that all they wanted to do was spend time with the love of their life and be nice to the people that they were surrounded by. They would lie by the lakeside staring into each other's eyes. Every single restaurant had two chairs only, and every single table was lit by candlelight. For dinner, a plate of spaghetti was almost always served, with one long noodle that made couples meet in the middle. was a romantic paradise – for ladies, tramps, and everything in between. And soon, people moved there permanently. It was soon dubbed Loveburg, and it was the antithesis of Lameburg in every way. The community valued love and relationships above all else, above all the cows, cardamom, and carrots in the whole wide world. And it was Loveburg where Anna was born. Anna's parents were two young adults who had run away from Lameburg and moved to Loveburg when they were in their early 20s. Truly prime time to run away from home with a person your parents don't approve of. Anna had three older siblings. Older siblings who were everything her parents wanted. They had their first crushes in grade school. They came home on Valentine's Day with sacks of valentines from all the kids that they had chased around the playground, and all the kids who chased them back. Dinner table conversation was almost always about their crushes. And even at that young age, playdates were practically, well, dates But Anna Anna was a little different In first grade when another child came up to her on the playground as she was playing kickball and told Anna they had a crush on her Anna misunderstood She thought the child was threatening to crush her at kickball and as such She did what any rational, competitive kiddo did, and she kicked the ball as hard as she could in the child's direction. Her parents were more disappointed about her rejecting the first person that had a crush on her than they were paying the kid's medical bills. From then on, People only admitted to Anna that they had a crush on her when they had a helmet and knee pads on. Floor hockey in gym class was a frequent go-to for the kids that did have crushes on Anna. But each time they admitted it, Anna would scrunch up her nose at them and carry on doing what she was doing. She liked being independent. She didn't like being tied down to people or to people's expectations of who she should be. And, even more than that, Anna wasn't very impressed with the people who had crushes on her. None of them were interested In the same things that she was interested in. She loved some things so fiercely, and she liked doing certain things. Yet, others didn't seem to feel the same way. They wanted to go on long walks on the beach, but Anna wanted to go spelunking in caves. They wanted to eat a fine dinner over candles. But Anna wanted to find the most unusual ingredients she could and throw them in a homemade dish, hopefully without the fire department having to make a visit to her house. Anna liked her alone time. She loved curling up on the couch with a book about unsolved mysteries and then panicking to make sure all her doors were locked. She liked rolling over in bed in the morning and taking over the cold side of the bed. She wasn't sure she wanted someone else in her life. But then, as she grew older, those feelings started to shift. Her siblings were all off and married by the time Anna was freshly out of high school. They were all busy with their wedding planning, with honeymoons, with long walks on the beach in Loveburg. Anna started to feel something strange happen inside her. It was like there was a weighted blanket draped over her at all times. And it wasn't making her feel relaxed, nor cozy. It was a heaviness that dragged her down everywhere she went. She wondered why she wasn't married like her siblings or her parents. Then, her greatest fear struck her. Did, Did she belong in Lamberg? It was a thought that kept her awake at night. If she couldn't find love, then she believed there had to be something wrong with her. One night, at family dinner, the heavy feeling grew more debilitating than Anna had ever imagined it would. Her siblings were all there with their spouses, and everyone was paired off. They all gazed into each other's eyes and laughed and giggled, telling inside jokes that Anna was, well, very outside of. She sat in the corner of the room, feeling so isolated and alone. That she couldn't stand it anymore. And, as a result, she knew exactly what she had to do. Anna signed up for a dating site. Taking her photos and writing her interests made her insides twist like a teacup ride with a sugared-up kid at the wheel. But soon, she was flooded with messages. Anna opened one after the other, amazed that people were interested in her. She didn't want to go on dates, really. She just wanted a partner. At least, she thought she wanted a partner. And so, she set out to find just that. The first man she encountered in her dating odyssey was named Howard. Howard looked like a sane, perhaps even kind dude. His profile picture was him with a small dog, which Anna appreciated, even if it was followed by several photos of him holding fish on the end of a fishing pole. Howard messaged her, telling her how beautiful and special she was. Anna was surprised and a bit uncomfortable at this. She hadn't met Howard yet, and here he was, showering her with compliments. Anna told herself that maybe something was wrong with her, that Howard had surely been on more dates than her, so this must be how it goes. So, Anna decided to go on a date with Howard. When he invited her for a long, moonlit walk on the beach, she agreed. After all, that is what couples in Loveburg did. Anna arrived at the beach and was surprised to find Howard waiting there with flowers. He gave her the flowers and tried to give her a hug. But Anna was so mesmerized by the flowers that she didn't give him a hug back. She had to admit the date was off to a good start. She may not like Howard yet, but she did like flowers. Maybe this was what dates were supposed to feel like. Howard and Anna walked along the beach. It was a perfectly calm night. The kind of night along the coast that people write poems about. The full moon cast a silvery light on the waves cresting into the bright night sky. They looked like they were glowing, rising into the sky to brush against that brilliant round moon. Its rays shimmered on the white sand, giving it a radiant gleam that made Anna want to curl up in it and just soak in the atmosphere. A gentle wind blew across the shore from the ocean. The breeze smelled of salt water, of distant islands full of wildflowers and pine trees, of hopes and dreams and… well, seaweed it brushed against the seagrass hugging the sand dunes, making them sway and dance against the night sky. You could hear the rustle of the beautiful seagrass blades brushing against one another. And, in addition, you could hear the sound of the waves lapping against the shore. The steady rhythm of the ocean was incredibly calming, the sound of the waves cresting onto the sand and climbing up as high toward the dunes as they could, before they drifted back into the ocean, receding where they belonged. The soothing rhythm of the ocean was the only thing Anna was interested in listening to. Because listening to Howard was not working out for her. Anna tried talking to Howard about the beach. Her mother had told her to try and make casual conversation that would help her ease into the date. However, Howard had other plans. As they walked along the sparkling coast of Loveburg, Howard told Anna at length about all the amazing charity work he had done. He also told Anna about the amazing work he did at his high-paying job. He also told Anna What an amazing friend he was. What an amazing lover he was. What an amazing comedian he was at the Chuckle Hut on Tuesdays at 11pm. Howard was so… amazing… that he simply could not stop talking about how amazing he truly was. And Anna? Anna thought this was less than amazing. Yet, once more, Anna thought about her siblings, about her parents. They had all found love. What if this is what love was supposed to be like? What if Anna was the one who was wrong? So, For the next two hours, Anna laughed when Howard told jokes that weren't funny. She smiled and looked at him as he talked about all his accomplishments – which, by the way, grew more and more… amazing as the night went on. Who knew that a simple guy like Howard from Loveburg had been to the moon, had saved the Pope from a burning orphanage, had paid his taxes on time in his early twenties without being reminded by his parents? By the end of the date, Anna was desperate, to go home. Howard walked her to her car, and as he leaned in to give her a kiss, Anna ducked to the side and patted him on the back instead. Her grace could only go so far. When Anna arrived home, her parents and some of her siblings were excitedly waiting by the door. They swarmed Anna with questions, wondering how the date had gone. Anna could see the hope, the excitement in their eyes. She couldn't tell them the truth, that she would be blissfully happy never walking on the beach with a man like Howard again. So, instead, she told them the date was phenomenal. Howard was a gentleman who had saved the Pope from tax evasion on the moon, or something. Her parents were thrilled. They hugged Anna and told her they knew one day she would find love. She wasn't going to be one of those women with several cats. Anna instantly found herself thinking of the cat adoption papers she had been looking at in the parking lot before she drove home. What was so wrong with having several cats, she wondered. That night, she lay in bed and decided she needed to go on a date with someone else. She needed to find a partner, to find love like her family. Surely, she wasn't good at it, and she just had to get better. She decided her next date would be with a man named Reggie. Reggie was barefoot and had a guitar in his profile picture, but Anna told herself she could go out with him anyway. The very next day, Anna went on her date with Reggie. Reggie invited her to a café that happened to be one of her favorites. She knew at the very least, even if the date was bad, the meal would be nice. She decided to walk to Meadow Delight, the café. Meadow Delight was a charming little cottage tucked away in a gorgeous meadow at the far edge of town. Some would even dare to call the meadow delightful. As Anna walked into the meadow, away from the circle of pine and cedar trees encompassing it, she felt her whole body relax. The meadow was overflowing, flourishing with wildflowers of all shapes, all sizes, all colors. They all swayed in the gentle breeze tickling against her bare calves and kicking up their pleasant aroma. With every step, Anna felt more and more at peace. For a little bit, she almost forgot what she had come here for. As she approached the café, The smell of freshly cooked bread crackled into the air. She could practically feel the fresh, savory rosemary bread breaking apart in her hands. She breathed it in deeply, using the smell to calm herself more. She felt optimistic as she reached for the door handle. But as soon as she stepped inside and saw her date, it all crumbled away. Because there was Reggie, sitting in this quaint little café in the middle of a meadow, barefoot and with a guitar in hand. Anna did the polite, rational thing, and tried not to mention either of these things. She sat down at the cafe table and ordered a hot Earl Grey tea latte for herself. Reggie was beaming across from her. His head was held high with confidence, but his words were drenched with anything but. He spoke of how beautiful Anna was, how smart she seemed, how she surely deserved someone better than himself. Anna brushed off these comments as much as she could, growing more uncomfortable with each one. She sat over her tea, breathing in the fragrant, sweet aroma more and more with every breath, trying to use it to bring her back down to earth. Surely a human could not suck as much as Reggie, could they? But then, he strummed the guitar. Reggie told Anna that he had written a song the moment he met her a song he'd love to share with her. Everyone in the café looked on as Reggie stood up, propping his bare foot on the chair. He began to serenade Anna with a song, which would be awkward if he was good. But because he was terrible, it was devastatingly bad. Anna wanted to bury her head in the floorboards. She wanted to leap out of the window and hide in the flowers. She wanted to crawl into a vat of Earl Grey tea in the back and disappear. But instead, she looked on in forced awe and clapped awkwardly at the end of the song as did everyone else. Reggie, a modest man at heart, thanked them, saying it was something he whipped up in a few minutes. Anna couldn't take it anymore. She stood up and excused herself, telling Reggie she needed to get some air. What she didn't tell Reggie, was the air she needed, was air she didn't have to share with him. She went home that night, devastated again by how poor the date had gone. Desperate, she decided that tomorrow, she would go on as many dates as she could stomach. Surely, she would find the right person. In the morning, she met with Lewis to go on a walk in the woods. As Anna admired the birds flying overhead between the lush trees and the squirrels leaping from branch to branch, Lewis told Anna all about the stock market. He explained it fully to her. Anna wasn't sure if he forgot she worked at a finance company, or if he, for some reason, thought she needed to rehear information regarding her job that she had learned in freshman year of college. She left the date with a sour taste in her mouth. For lunch, she met a man named Lucas at a burger joint. Surprisingly, Lucas was kind and not entirely annoying. But there was something missing. Anna didn't feel a spark with him, and she found herself thinking she would rather be eating alone than with him. Next, in the afternoon, Anna met a man named Carl at a bowling alley. She thought bowling may be a nice, fun date, but Carl grew angry when she started to win at bowling. Anna wondered how he could be so angry when she was having a good time, and why he was so sensitive about something so insignificant. The next morning, Anna's mother asked her about her dates. Anna was so distraught, so horrified, there was something wrong with her, that she ran out of the house. She walked along the beach, trying to calm herself. She listened to the waves and watched as they went out to sea, then receded, went out to sea then receded. She listened to their sound and breathed in the aroma of the ocean. By the end of her beach excursion, she felt a sense of peace wash over her. She walked through the woods, deciding to go to Meadow Delight for lunch. On the way there, she listened the sound of the birds and dreamt about their lives. She thought about their nests and even took pictures of them that she could study later. At the café, she ordered an Earl Grey Latte and sipped it as she read a book. With each sip and every page of her book she turned, she felt more connected to herself and the world. When she was walking home, she realized that she was the happiest she had been in days. Doing all of those things alone, they brought her peace, they made her happy. Even though she was alone, she didn't feel bad. She felt whole as she was. That night, Anna talked to her parents. She told them the truth, that none of her dates had panned out, and that, for now, she was happy alone. She only wanted a partner if they made her better, if they made her happier. And that day had yet to come. To her surprise, her parents hugged her. They told Anna that one day, if she changed her mind and decided she wanted a partner, that's what would come. But if she was happy alone, then that was a blessing indeed. Anna went about her daily life feeling happier than ever. Her family and siblings and friends kept her connected to the world and society. And her alone time helped her connect to herself, to what she wanted in life. Realizing there was nothing wrong with her changed Anna's life forever. She trusted that soon, true love would come. But how fast or slow it took that love to come was not a reflection of her character. In the meantime, she was happy walking along the beach and through the forest, sipping Earl Grey tea lattes alone in the café, and doing her job without a strange man's input. Every day, she grew to love herself more, and that was the most important thing of all. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Perhaps it has helped you see that you are worth much like Anna's, is not determined by your relationship status. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.